Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Stock Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb. We're just grateful to have you guys back with us again today. Uh, a couple things before we get started, man. Just a reminder, check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, and uh, like, share our content there. Um, we have more than than just this, um, so look for a Cedar Point Recovery on all of those. And then check us out on, uh, if, you're, if you're looking at the video file here on YouTube, man, be sure to check us out on like Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast podcast again on there it's cedarport recovery the show episodes they're called let's talk recovery but man, check that out like share um do all of those things just to help us to grow this platform um and then i want to remind you guys um to check out caleb's book pursuing freedom it's what we've based our program off of um it's a it's a great resource for you you know in your life as you're growing that that's the intent behind it and um, we've had great results so you can get your copy in person from us here at cedar point church or off of amazon again it's pursuing freedom freedom um, and you can go back to our, like our first 20 episodes or so where we walk through chapter by chapter through that again it's a great resource for you or friend um, and you know I'm just like kind of spitting things out here man I just realized we just had Halloween which means we're in the Christmas season what a great Christmas gift for, yeah. for your friends and family <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Caleb hates when I like talk of his book he's really uncomfortable by it if you guys have never picked up on that um it's it's, it's really true. fun i have not learned how to be a shameless self-promoter yet <laughs> yeah i'm working yeah, on it yeah though. you'll get there <laughs> I'm, I'm in i'm in recovery for that or yeah. know, if you're not a recovery it, it took me a while i'm still uncomfortable at times but i mean this is probably obvious at this point like the the struggle is a lot less than it used to be um yeah. well i mean just example i'm i'm leading a you know immense in-depth study right now on my book and like I almost didn't even I mean it was obvious it was one of those things where it's like they know and I know they know and it's like yes I'm that the the Caleb on your book like <laughs> yes that's me but I almost didn't want to even like bring that up like because it was just weird yeah it is I would do it though like yeah. I would I would shamelessly do that <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, so we're we're moving into a, a multi-part series here on Let's Talk Recovery, and we want to. Um, it's a moment everybody's been waiting for. It is. It's a We've moment I've been about waiting this for a long time. Um, and it is a. Uh, it's something that's so prevalent in unhealthy manner in recovery, um, but even outside of recovery, like we see it in the church, you see it in the workplace, you see it um, with the you know the. I'm a, I was gonna say something inappropriate. I'm not going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reel it in. I'm gonna operate in maturity. But you see it outside your child's school. I'm just gonna put it at that. Um, and uh, what we're talking about is we're gonna get into relationships, rom romantic relationships. So where you're kind of crossing that threshold. You know, you're no longer friend zoned type mm. of thing, and uh, you know you're moving in that direction. And so we want to just kind of address this again. It's going to be a multi-part series. And so as we talk about these things, um, like today, you know, it, it may not apply to you um, in the current season you're in, but doesn't mean that there's not things you can pull from it. It doesn't mean it's not a great opportunity to kind of slide it over to that person where you're like, oh, that's them. They're so unhealthy. They can hear this. Yes, send it to them. What a great opportunity um, just to, to spread the, the gospel, whether it's Jesus's gospel or Caleb and Aaron's here today, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but but it's yeah. gonna be good. Um, it's probably gonna be offensive. That, that's, that's typically my goal. But I don't think we. Ha I think at, what are we on? Like episode twenty-eight. I think at this point, I don't think we have to explain that. There's yeah, probably yeah. a chance we're gonna offend somebody. Yeah, I I hope so. But I you mean, know, the the thing is, with offending people is if you're offended by what we just said, it probably applies to you. Yeah, that that I is mean, true. Or 
well, there's two. There's that. There's that, or there's you know we do we do have a little bit of a maybe a crash or not crash a brash kind of sense of humor, and some people may not appreciate that. The products of the '90s. That's the problem. That so. is true. Well, I mean, I was in the military, and you were a recovering addict, so I'm sure we both have a little bit of a healthy <laughs> dose of gallows humor. So we're we're both kind of cynical in that way. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, maybe that's a bad combination for a Christian podcast. Well, but. and I grew up on uh, what was it? Uh, it was before the show. I can't say the the name. The name's a cuss word in itself, so I can't say it on air. But it was a CKY. Was that what it was before? The Johnny Knoxville. And, oh uh, yeah. You know, so I grew up in that on that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that that helped with my my problems. Yes. I'm sure. Yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> yep. But uh, so today, man, we're going to talk about uh, relationships again. This is multi part series. Um, today, we're going to focus more on on kind of preparing yourself. For dating, so not not dating, but kind of like the the pregame, you know, uh, what what you need to do ahead of time. There's a couple things we want to point out um, before we get started. Um, the first is this: if you feel like you need a relationship to be whole, um, to be complete, um, to fulfill you, you're not ready. Um, again, um, our our spouses, which is the whole premise for dating, it's not, believe it or not, dating is not so you can have sex with people. Um, it's kind what? of, I know, I know. Um, I had this conversation with my 15-year-old the other day, and I'm like. I'm sure, that I, wasn't awkward. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> well, he's just telling him, because he's like trying to date, and so I'm just like, it's just, it's not for you um, unless you're doing this. You're trying to do that? And he's like, no. I was like, then dating's not for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, is, it was really uncomfortable for him. It was the most uncomfortable way I could get my point across. So it was really fun. But I feel like, you know, there's so many people that, you know, that are not 15, that are, you know, older adults should know mm. better, especially those in the church. You know, we know that, you know, sex outside of marriage is wrong. And and so dating is kind of like finding a partner and not a sexual partner, but a spouse. Yeah. And then once you have a spouse, you know, it's for that. And so we need to kind of keep it in the context. But again, if you're fulfilling these things um, and that's what you're pursuing, you're not ready. That's not what it's for. It's not to complete you. It's not to meet your needs. Um, dating is it's an interview process for for what's next um, is unfun as that may sound that that that's. That's what, that's, that's just the truth. And if you're not using it that way, therein lies a lot of your problems, I guarantee you. Yeah. No, I'm so confused right now. I thought we could, like, from a culture standpoint, just pick and choose what we wanted to accept out of the Bible. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how we typically do it. I mean, it's really buffet. Um, buffet right. Christianity buffet. is is what we sell here. And, yeah. you know, if you're not okay with it, you know. Eh. This makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. So God must really not have intended it for yeah. me. And, uh, I mean, that's this really too, you know, when we look at... <laughs> Well, you know, when we look at Romans, when it says, you know, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart, you know, all that, that that Lord part, that's really like not an authority in your life, but kind of more like just a bro. And you guys just kind of talk that's things right. out and do what you want. Um, he's no. my co-pilot. Yeah, he's, yeah, co-pilot. Yeah. Jesus mm. is my co-pilot. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, th- this is, you know. It was all sarcasm too. Just in case somebody's out there that's dense. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was total sarcasm. Yeah. Um, I would think, again, by episode 28, people have started to pick up on that. Well, us. <laughs> you know, I, I'm yes. at a place in my life where I just don't assume anybody can do anything. That's probably safe. Um, so, yeah, so as we, as we kick this off, this, this is in... So, I, I have been in 
my married relationship, this is my one and only marriage that I've ever had. It's the only one I'm ever going to have because if you know something happens to us, like I'm just going to die alone because that's just too much hassle to <laughs> go through it again. So you're like, well, how do you know how you know what what's good and what's bad when it comes to all this stuff since you have a limited relationship? Well, here's why, because I've spent seven some odd years now in recovery ministry and I have seen this same pattern over and over and over and over and over. And this is just one person, you know, I mean, like (laughs) they'll repeat the same mistakes over and over again and we'll just see it over and over and over. And so here's the deal. This is the first main red flag that you are not ready to be in a relationship is, is if you feel that you need to be in a relationship. And just think about that for a second. Like if you ever go into any sort of negotiation, like if you're trying to buy something and somebody knows that you have to have that thing, like you're, you know, man, I've got to get, uh, you know, a dishwasher because mine broke and I'm, you know, I can't do anything like they know that they have, they have the power in that negotiation because you need it. Like this is the thing that you have to have and they're the only one who has it. Then you, you have yourself at a disadvantage. And when we put that in a relationship context, um, not everybody's going to hold that over you, but there are definitely people are going to hold it over you. And, you know, they're going, you're going to put you into a power imbalance uh, and, and it's going to put you susceptible or make you susceptible to getting in a relationship with somebody who will take advantage of you because there, there are people out there who don't have their, you know, your best intentions at heart, even if they're trying to hook up with you. And so, you know, there are guys out there that are just looking for women to take advantage of. Um, you know, that's probably more true for guys than girls, I would say. And so, um, and, and this is probably more true for girls than guys, is that they oh, you, they operate out of a place of need. I need to be in a relationship. And so what they do is as soon as, I mean, they have not broken up with, you know, boyfriend number 17 before they're on to boyfriend, you know, like the next week we, we see them at recovery, the next meeting, like, oh, this is my new, like, really? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you haven't even... You know, like the 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 divorce papers, the ink on the the divorce papers, not even dry, or it's not even filed. In some cases, and we've moved on to you know soon to be X number or whatever. Yeah. So operating out of place of need is never a good place to be when you're trying to get in a relationship. Yeah, and touching on that, I mean, I think you know part of the reason we see it this way is. Um, you know, God created men and women to be different, despite what culture says. We're not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and men have this, in, there's something inside of us that God's built us for us to care for other people. And, um, and especially when it comes to like a, a, you know, a relationship of the opposite sex. Like I'm, I'm meant to, to care for and protect my wife, that there's something ingrained in there. If I'm not healthy, then I can't do that healthy. And so I could end up dominating my wife or, or controlling her or doing all these things that are wildly outside of God's plan, purpose, um, and are terribly abusive. Now, women, they believe it or not, they're, they're built different and they have all these great skill sets that complement men. But God has also designed women to be drawn to men as as their provider, as their you know person that cares for them and to fulfill our roles. If they're not healthy, then they're going to seek that out in an unhealthy manner. And so, you know, a lot of this, you know, if you're jumping around, that that's a flag. If you're trying to be fulfilled, you know, that's a flag because we've got to have these things healthy. Like I have to know who I am as a man. I have to be healthy as a man before I can fulfill the role as a husband. That's got to come first. And, and women, you've got to be healthy. As a woman, you've got to be confident in who you are, what God would have you to do in your relationship before you can fulfill fulfill your role. Otherwise, when we step out of these bounds, it's 
it's so easy to step into abuse, mental, physical, um, and it's just it's detrimental, and that's what begins just to create these cycles that we see over and over and over again. Uh, because again, you're you're trying to meet something inside of you that God God's put there, but you're doing it all the wrong ways. Um, the saying that uh, I can't remember who says it: God sized whole. Uh, C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis, thank you. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the quote because, you know, I'm brain dead half the time. But um, <laughs> trying to f- uh, fill a God-sized hole in our life the wrong way that God's God designed relationship, God designed marriage. And so we're trying to meet that need our way. And, and when we do that, it fails. Um, and we have a saying on here, you know, you see all these flags coming up and, and people get so excited. It, it's not a parade. It's not a carnival. Um, those red flags, it does not mean party. Stop looking past those things. Again, yeah. red flags need to be addressed. If you see one, there's probably five others that you can't see. Right. First off, guess what? The rest of us see all 10 of them. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we're wondering what is wrong with you? Um, so, I mean, when you see those things, address them because, again, dating is meant to find that lifelong partner. And if there's something up front, you want to get past that or address it, um, realize what it is, all of those things before um, trying to commit. And, and when you fail to do that, you, you fail. You're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Well, and if you are operating in a place of need, like you're just like, I've got to be in a relationship. I got to have somebody to take care of me or I got to have somebody to take care of my kids or you know, yeah. any of that stuff. That's why, you, that's why you do miss those red flags is because you're just so, you know, it's just like, you know, again, if you're shopping for a car and it's like, man, I just love the way this car looks. And then you go for the test drive and there's that weird sound in the engine and you're just like, yeah, but man, this car yeah. looks really nice. Oh, yeah. It's and, so much better than what I've got. Yeah, it's so much better than what I've got, and it smells good on the inside, but there's that knock, you know, and like, well, that's all right. It's probably not that big of a deal. And then you take it home, and it's like, oh, I just, you know. Yeah. I just wasted all this money. The engine's awful. bad. What's weird? Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that one, huh? And, and listen, that? I get it. I ate McDonald's once when I was hungry, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's you right. know, we do those things. I yeah. mean, but, I mean, seriously, we didn't even think about that. If you've got a need, you go to the grocery store. When's the, the worst time? The worst time to go grocery shopping yeah. is if you're hungry because you've right. got a need. And what do you do? You walk out with, like, 30 bags of Oreos. Yeah. And it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, because, again, you're, you're blinded. You cannot reason operating from a place of need. So you need to be completely fulfilled. Right. And if you're like, did they just compare relationships to cars and food? Yes. Hopefully you can see the correlation <laughs> there that, yeah. that if we're operating from need, it blinds us to to what we actually need and what's healthy and we just we're screwing ourselves over another thing the other major red flag given the crowd that we minister to on a very regular basis here is that uh if you are in an active addiction that is not the time we can save each other (laughs) yeah (laughs) well her addiction is different than mine so it's we're gonna balance our addictions out that's right i'm not gonna tempt her into using meth because she's an alcoholic you, you may think that's silly, but we have heard that. I mean, I have. I don't know if you've been privy to some of those conversations where oh, people I are have. trying to rationalize that, but yes, we have actually the heard that. The sad thing is, like I've that. been the one trying to rationalize that. At, at some yeah, point we're like, like, oh, that, well, so. she's, you know, she's struggling with alcohol, so it's not a problem for us. So we're, so we both gave up, we gave up our meth and we gave up alcohol, and now we both smoke marijuana all the time. Yeah. We're a sponsor like, each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's how we, that's how we met. We've, we sponsored. I became her sponsor, which you should never do. Sponsored the opposite sex, but um, but yes, we've heard that. Um, these are all true things, yeah. <laughs> as absurd as they sound. And um, but yeah, 
I'm having to, that's why I'm having to say it is because, you know, if the warning label's on the product, it's because somebody has done it. And that's what this is. If you're in an active addiction, especially like a chemical addiction, that is not the time to enter into a relationship. If you're fresh out of, if you're fresh out of jail, that is not the time, you know, it's like, oh, well, I've been shacking up with dudes for the last year. Right. I totally need a woman. I just met no, this girl. She's fresh out of jail. So we have a lot to talk about. You know, it's like, <laughs> we have the same bondsman. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. She was across from me at court. You know, my court, I thought, well, hey, she looks good. It must be God ordained. I mean, what are yeah, the odds of them being in court together? That's right. God meant for it to happen. Yeah, God, no, didn't. Yeah, God meant for them to, to have the same judge, too. to be on the same docket. <laughs> yeah. Again, these are all just... Circumstances that are popping in my head because it You're all from happened. You're J-Pod? My cousin was in J-Pod. <laughs> we know the same people. Um, th these are all things that are like, no, don't start a relationship. Man, we should probably just spend the next hour bagging on people. <laughs> yeah, we're just, like I said, as, as I talk about different circumstances, these are all circumstances that have popped up. And, you know, it's just, it is, in, like I said, if you're listening to us now, you're like, well, that's just... How can these guys be laughing at this? Or this is not true because it is so absurd on its face. It's true. These are yeah. all true things. And so this one's uh, a little more prevalent, I think, too. Um, and it's financial stability. Well, you know, I just can't make it on my own. They can't make it on their own. We're going to move in together. And then we're going to figure it yeah. out. Um, yep, that's fun. Yeah, man. Just stop it. Just no. stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Two people who can't handle their finances together makes one household that can't handle their finances together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's how that math works out. Well, well, not to mention, like, one of the major causes for divorce of committed couples yeah. who have been married for a long time is financial struggle. And so if you're both financially struggling and you try to create a healthy relationship out of that by moving in together, avoiding all of these flags and, and ignoring everything and, you know, ignoring what God would have you to do, all of this, and then you think you're going to build it on that. I mean, what a house of cards. Mm -hmm. Remove your head from your rear end <laughs> and stop it. Just stop it. If, yeah. you're, if you're thinking about doing that, come talk to us, please. Yes, like. please. So, so anyway, I think that's, I think we've hit most of the, the major the major red flags that like these are all just non-starters for you like, so if you're in this place and this isn't to say that we're you know like you can't ever get in, into a relationship but what we're telling you is that these things need to be dealt with first you need to you know like Aaron was talking about you know it's a house of cards we, we don't want to have a house of cards to build a relationship on we want to have a firm foundation to build a solid sturdy house from that's going to become our relationship and that only comes from you and whoever your future partner is being in a place where you as a person are complete and that those the, the person you're looking for is going to come in to compliment you and, and as you together become a better you know you can become a better version but without each other you're you're, you're still whole you know what i mean so yeah. i don't you know like you know, i've said this before it's like you know my wife um we both can function as individuals right we can we can be apart and, and survive, um, you know, if we never met each other, we would both still be successful people as far as, you know, managing our finances, having a career, those kinds of things, because we understand we have, we have a purpose, we have value, we understand who we are in, in Jesus. And, but together, you know, we, we experience, you know, synergy in that we're, we we make each other better. We complement each other. Um, she, you know, what is it? What, oh. Never mind. I was about to say a movie quote, but I think it's from a movie I don't want to say. Um, anyway, the notebook. 
I just, no. Because no. <laughs> I don't know any quotes I don't that. either. I was just kind of throwing out, like, what would be the... I don't want to say that word either. There's a lot of words I can't say yeah, today. No, we're I'm going to we're, turn these we're actually mics doing up. good. We're censoring, <laughs> self-censoring before we say something. Anyway, so so that's the key. So the thing is here first, before we before we get into the game, right, the dating game, right, before you go on onto the playing field, you got to practice and you got to be prepared to, to play. And so that means getting your, your Which own is not sleeping around. That, right. <laughs> that is not practice. Yeah, we're not talking about that kind of practice. That practice comes after you're married. Yeah. At least it should. Yeah. We'll talk about that probably I'm sure next on our next one we're going to talk about dating but yeah. um okay so let's talk about getting our house in order getting ourselves in order before um before we try to go out there and run somebody else's life so. yeah and just to <laughs> just to say you may find yourself in a marriage and you've never done this it's, it's never too late to do this um, yeah yeah I mean get, get yourself in order now maybe you're in a 20-year marriage and it's struggling this is you. Get get your house in order. Like yeah. um, it's never too late to to apply this and to try to to resurrect, bring back the life, get back on course your relationship. If you've already, if you're two steps down the road or you're the next step down the road, um, and you're like, well, I'm not going to break it off, and and we can't convince you, or you know, you're married and and, and all of that. Um, at least at the very at the very least, try to do this. You know, try to try to get things squared away um, so that you can be healthy and maybe get them health, or you can't get them healthy, but maybe they'll do the same and maybe you know you'll salvage it. I don't know, um, <laughs> but that's but at a, least attempt to. That's a great sales job right yeah, there. Well, I don't know. Maybe you'll save it. Maybe well, you won't. again, knows, I mean, <laughs> ideally, if you're if you're dating and this isn't you, I would encourage yeah. you to stop dating. But if you're not going to listen to me. You right. know, then you're not going to listen to me. Yeah, I mean, and you if know. you're married, I don't condone divorce. You've already, you know, you've already got God to co-sign on on that uh, car that was knocking, and you know, you've you've drug at home. Um, so I'm not going to encourage you to divorce, but I'm going to encourage you to this, and maybe yeah. it'll work. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, even if you did start off good, and sometimes we get away from the the basics, so to speak, and we have to kind of go back to making sure good. we're focusing, especially after you have kids. You know, if you've had kids, man, kids can come to dominate your life and. And um, we'll talk about that here probably in a couple episodes. We talk about marriage, but you know, sometimes the husband and wife will lose focus on each other because the kids dominate everything, and so you've kind of lost some of the again these foundational things that we need to be focused on. So the first thing would be spiritually. We got to check in with our. I mean, hey, this is a Christian podcast, so where do you think we we're going to go with this? But how's your relationship with God? Right? I mean, that should be the first thing. Like, did, do you have God in your life? Do you have any sort of relationship with God? Like, if you you know, you pray, God's not like, uh, new number, who dis? <laughs> I mean, he, he's, uh, he hasn't heard you for so long that he, he, he's forgotten what you sound like. I mean, are, do you, do you have, are you actively seeking God's purpose in your life? You know, that's, that's a big deal. Are you, because if you are, if you are actively seeking God's purpose in your life, then God, if, if God has so, you know, decided that in your life that you, he, you know, he has somebody for you, then by seeking out his purpose, that, that's going to be revealed to you, right? I mean, uh, when I met Jill, I was, um, you know, seeking out, I was, I was, we were in college, but I, you know, before college, I was like, you know, God, where, where do I go? Because I was in the military. I joined when I was, uh, before my senior year in high school. I knew what I kind of wanted to do. I had an opportunity to go play football in college. That would take me to a different college, but I also had this military route that I was looking at. Um, 
you know, and that allowed me to do other things. And I'm just like, God, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? And, you know, if, if I hadn't had actively chosen to do that, I wouldn't have ended up where I ended up. And if I hadn't ended up where I ended up, I wouldn't have met her eventually. And I wasn't even intending to meet her when I met her. I had no idea that I was um, looking for somebody at the time. I mean, my intention was like, well, when I go back to school this next year, you know, maybe I'll start trying to look for girls or whatever and that kind of thing, you know, actually think about it. Um, and then, you know, bam, at her over the summer at a job and it was like, oh, okay, I guess this is, now. I guess that's now, you know, like, <laughs> because I mean, it was pretty quick. We, we understood that, you know, like we were the right ones for each other. So, so are you seeking out God's purpose for your life? Yeah, I don't know that the same is uh, true of me and Janelle, you know, this, uh, I wasn't looking for a wife. I wasn't looking for a spouse. I was pursuing God. Um, you know, the, the year preceding the time that I'd met her, you know, I'd begin to fill a call of ministry. I was taking steps. Just, I mean, I was wholeheartedly seeking God in a certain direction. Um, and none of it really had to do with spouse. Um, I wasn't even praying for a spouse at the time because uh, it wasn't, I was just like, God helped me to, to hear you and, and to follow you. Um, and he orchestrated things in a way that, that brought me my wife. Um, my wife, I even met her in, in the fact that I was serving. Had I not been even serving in church in the way that I was and pursuing him, none of those things would have fallen into place. Um, and, and so it does come from this, this active seeking of God. Some of the best relationship stories I have, like those origin stories, which I love, um, they, they come from this right here. More often than not, is this... Um, this is, you know, more or less the rule. Now, there's exceptions to this. I know you may be one of those. I don't want you to discount what we're saying because you're like, well, I heard my brother, sister's uncle's cousin. They they didn't meet there. They're happily married. They've been, yeah, I, I get it. Listen, um, sometimes that happens. God can work in mysterious ways. We don't understand. Um, but but the best thing for, for people to do as a rule of thumb is to seek after God. You know, seek God above all else. Live righteously. He'll give you all that you need. So if you have, you're like, I need that. I need a spouse. Well, guess what? Um, seek God and he, he'll give you what you need. He provides in those moments. That, that's what God's word lays out for us as a roadmap um, to get the things in our lives that line up with his will. If we begin to step out of that, man, you're rolling the dice of, of getting something that's outside of God's will um, and, and you don't want you don't want that. I mean, you might you know bring home a Karen or what's the male <laughs> version of a Karen? I don't know. Is I don't know. Do they call it a Ken? I don't know. It might be a Ken. I don't know. I'm so out of touch with culture. I shouldn't uh, even have tried the reference. That's right. But anyways, man, you don't want to bring home a Karen. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and there's this great picture. Um, I can't remember where it originated. Caleb probably does. But it's this picture of a triangle. And, and it's it's our relationship. And at one bottom corner is you. One bottom corner would be your spouse. And, and at the top is God. And as we, you know, even seek God in our relationship, that there's, there's a closeness there. So even when you're past the dating, which will talk about later on that that still becomes the roadmap to success finding somebody today th that's how you do it um maintaining a marriage this is how you do it like th this is this is true at every um at every season of, of the relationship game, you just continue to pursue God. God's the center. Um, and that's where we need to be heading spiritually. And as you actively seek him, again, he'll give you the things that you need. He'll give you the desires of your heart, the ones that, that again, that line up with his will. Yeah, you know, I mean, what you're talking about this far, that's, that's a good point that, you know, well, there's plenty of people I know that aren't, you know, they're, they got married at the 
justice of the peace, don't believe in God, and they're happy. And when he's like, yeah, there's plenty of people that are, you know, can do that. And there's plenty of times I've operated outside of God's will too, where, uh, you know, it's like, I feel God pushed me this way, but I've decided to do my own thing. And, um, yeah, it didn't work out as, as so well for me. Now, can can you continue to operate outside God's will? Sure. Can you drive across the country on a moped? Sure. Would you rather do it in like a like a Cadillac Escalade? Yeah, I mean, I one, one way is better than the other. Yeah. And, you know, Christian couples and uh, constantly, when, when they do research polls and surveys of uh, married couples, it's, you know, religious Christians always have that, always, always pull higher as far as contentness, happiness in their marriage, uh, more fulfilling, more fulfilling marriage, more fulfilling sex life and single people, you know, all that hookup culture stuff, like yeah. apparently doesn't pan out in, in the real world. But I mean, all those things in, in a Christian marriage, like I said, uh, all those metrics that we're looking for, are you happy? Are you content? Do you, are you fulfilled? Do you feel like you've, you've got a partner? All those things. Christian marriage always pulls higher than any any other kind of form like that. So, like, I mean, you can do it outside of God's will for sure, for your life, sure. But I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather do it the you know a better way. But um, so that's one thing. Are we seeking out God's purpose? And in, in, uh, kind of a, a sub point on this one is: Are you trying to are you uh, trying to quote unquote find yourself? So what I mean by that is like if you're kind of in the, in the place of life where you're just unsure, you know, if you're unsure. What, where God wants you, you know, you don't, maybe you're just working a job, but you know this isn't where you want to be, or, you know, maybe you're living in a place where you're like, I, you know, I, I'm kind of feeling called to go out to the coast or something, you know, you're just unsure where you're at in life and where you, and that's, that's okay. I mean, we all hit those places from time to time. Um, but if, if, if things are kind of up in the air, this would be a, a good time to not get into a relationship because... You don't want to, I mean, that's almost like false advertising for whoever you're getting involved with. Like, the, you know, the, you start to date someone and you're like, this is what I do and this is where I am, live and all this stuff. But in the, in the back of your mind, you're questioning all those things. And then after the fact, you're like, yeah, well, now I want to move to, you know, Africa. <laughs> and they're like, what? You know, I didn't sign on for that. So, you know, if that's where you're at, that's fine. Continue to seek out God's will for your life. And, and when you get those questions answered or a little bit more settled and that doesn't mean you you know you're locked into a career for the entirety of your life or anything like that um it just means you need to have a little bit of certainty a little bit of stability in your life before you ask somebody to join it yeah. you know that's not fair to them and so if that's where you're at spiritually you're still kind of just waiting for god to tell you where to go uh then keep waiting you know keep waiting and don't don't be actively looking for somebody else to fulfill your life there so those are some of the things we can do spiritually. Um, and also, if there's any sort of things that you're, you know, kind of what we deal with here on a Monday. So if there's, you know, history of trauma, abuse, or things that you're in your past that you're struggling to, to get past, get through, um, you know, maybe you're needing to, to give forgiveness to somebody that's harmed you or any of those kinds of things, um, I would really encourage you to work through that stuff before trying to get into a relationship, you know, because that that can manifest itself in a way uh, that causes conflict in your relationship. And it's not your significant other's fault that any of that stuff happened, and yet they're going to bear the brunt of it because when they do this thing the way my, you know, my dad who abused me did it, it triggered me to 
you know, blow up at him, and, and then they're like, what do you, what did I do? You know, like, oh, well, you squeeze the toothpaste from the middle <laughs> instead of the bottom, and now we're Now don't get me started on yeah. that. <laughs> so, so, but I'm saying is that those traumas and things that we were holding on to, they'll show up in a marriage, and, and again, that's going to cause a, a rift or conflict with your significant other that they, they have nothing to do with, per se, um, not necessarily, and and that's going to be an, an unnecessary rift for you. Yeah, and I would say this, um, as far as that goes, you know, um, you know, dating is the interview process for marriage. I mean, that's the intent. And so when we talk about it, it's in that context. Um, but, you know, there's there's not a better relationship that I've ever experienced than than my marriage. Right. It's it's the most rewarding um, on the same, the other side of that, that coin, it's also the most revealing. Nothing has had caused me to mature more than that. Nothing has revealed my broken places more than, than that relationship. Um, simply put, nobody has pissed me off more than my wife has, right? Um, <laughs> Caleb's like, why did you say that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but th that's what happens. And so when we look at this, you know, um, are you battling the inner demons? You know, are there things that you're struggling with? Uh, the more of those you deal with before entering into this relationship, which will be two things, the best relationship you've ever had and the most difficult relationship you've ever had. That's that's just the truth. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's going to pull that out. And it's 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 a beautiful thing that God's done here, um, right? And, and a lot of people would make the argument that marriage is intended to make us more Christ-like, that that's his purpose, which if you've been married for more than 30 seconds, you realize, oh, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the more of this you handle on the front end, the better. Now, we're not saying that you've got to be perfect because you'll never be perfect, but you can't you can't step into a relationship with these glaring things um, and set yourself up for failure. That that's not that's not wise. Um, you're not operating in wisdom. Um, and if you're trying to rush it, you're like, well, I'm just not quite there. But I got I got to get there because I need this. But whoa whoa whoa. You're not operating in God's will here. You know, you're operating in yours. You know, you're being Lord here. You're leading. Um, deal with these things again. The more of Him you deal with, the better off you are. You know, and and maybe you know it's. It's been five years and you still haven't found the one. Good. I mean, put the work in. <laughs> yeah. you, you set yourself up for success. Maybe your first year of marriage won't be as difficult as mine was um, because you've you've put in more work on the front end. Again, the more of this you do, um, the, the more healed you are um, mentally, you know, um, and the better place, you know, condition your soul's in, the, the uh, spiritually, the better that relationship is, you know, all of those things, um, again, make for a better relationship down the road. So deal with it, deal with it, deal with it before it's, you know, two bulls smashing their heads against each other. You don't want that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes we do, we lose patience with, with God, right? We're like, well, God, I'm, you know, I'm ready to be in a relationship now and I'm going to make it happen. And that's why a lot of those oftentimes those things fail is because we, again, we've operated outside of God's will and we weren't ready. You know, God knows that it's going to take us some time to be ready for that. You know, some, some more than others, because maybe you've got some other stuff you need to deal with first and you've got some growing to do and those kinds of things. I've talked about before, I've been in, you know, some sort of ministry capacity ever since I've been a teenager, either worship ministry or, you know, other leadership positions and things like that. And 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 I've and I've done poorly at some of those things, you know. I I'm a fairly opinionated person and I'm also uh, I don't like to be told what to do. These are all very abrasive qualities to me. And so when I get around people, especially as a young person, you know, you know when you think you know everything and, and the world is very black and white, um, 
you know, there there was a lot of circumstances I was in as a, as a leader that I didn't I didn't experience a lot of success, shall we say. Uh, but through all those circumstances, I, I've grown and learned and developed. In, and um, if I hadn't have been through that, I wouldn't have been prepared to be in the ministry position that I'm in now, which is where I feel like God wants me to be. And I wouldn't be prepared to deal with the things that we get we have to deal with here, um, you know, conflict and dealing with other people and developing people and those kinds of things. If I, if I hadn't gone through all that stuff and learned my lessons the hard way, I wouldn't be ready to be where I'm at now. You know, and, and that was God's timing. You know, I had to do some maturing for that to happen. And so, you know, maybe that's where we're at in, in your life when it comes to dating and relationships is that, you know, you're just not ready yet because we have those things that we have to deal with. We have to mature. And um, God's just giving you the time that you need to get get things right. And so don't rush God's timing. Um, but speaking of maturity, that would be the next area that we're going to talk about as far as like uh, getting ourselves right to be ready for a relationship. So, um, I, the world could do, at least Americans, American culture, and especially this younger generation, uh, we could all do with a healthy dose of maturity just in general. What? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, before you ask somebody to, you know, join their life to yours, you need to check in with yourself in a couple of areas. And so like the first thing is like, can you take care of yourself? I know this is a crazy idea, but um, what I mean by that is like, can you can you somewhat manage your finances? Can you get up and show up to a job on a regular basis? Can you, do you clean, is your, the place you live in a, you know, a pigsty, like you can't be bothered to clean up after yourself. I mean, these are all things like, again, if you're gonna ask somebody to, to join their life to yours, you need to be a fully functioning adult, right? So, um, men, I'm going to speak to you. Women aren't looking for another child to raise, okay? They don't, and, and you shouldn't be looking for a mother, all right? There's guys out there who had an overbearing mother and they just want to have another one. Yeah. Like, that's not a healthy thing. No. So if you're a man and you're just like, I need a woman to take care of me. No, you need to be a man. Man up, pull your britches up, you know, I'm... Not, I'm not going to say anything vulgar. I'm, I'm, I'm stopping myself. But uh, be a man, right? This is what Aaron talked about at the beginning. Our role in a, in a family is to to protect, right, and to to be a leader, not to be another child. And if you can't, you know, take care of yourself, if you can't, you know, you're too lazy to clean up after yourself, if you're too lazy to show up to work on time or to do those things, to be punctual, to present yourself to the world as a man, like, again, I, you know, and it's sad. I feel like I have to describe what that means, where in the past, <laughs> you know, we didn't have to describe what it means to be a man, but you need to be a man, you know, you need to, like I said, man up, you need to represent your your, your job, and again, in the families, you're going to be, you know, to represent your family, to be a picture kind of strength of protection, to provide, um, you need to be able to do those things. You're not going to magically become those things after you get married you need to start doing those now if you want to get in a relationship with a woman give her a reason to get in a relationship with you right being a slob isn't the way to do that i mean now there are women who will will do that but that's i mean you get what you pay for but you know and, and to women i would tell you that men aren't looking for high school drama you know you got to grow out of this the high school like I said, the high school drama phase, like, you know, guys think they do because guys are just looking for 
an easy score, so to speak. Yeah. Like some guys, a lot of guys are. And so if you act like, you know, that high school type where you're just, I don't know, I'm just, again, I'm trying to, trying to say it in a good way, but if you're, if you're pretty easy <laughs> and, and you're, you're just giving it up because you think that'll attract a man, sure, you're going to get, yeah, well, you're going to, yeah, but you're not going to keep one no. um, because they're, they're going to move on to the next one. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, guys don't, we don't want, you know, a lot of the, the drama and the, the emotional the stuff. And, you know, we don't want to have to take care of some, you know, another child either, but typically that's not the issue with women, but, um, you know, the, the whole idea of like, I want to be pampered and I want to be provide, you know, like, I don't want to contribute to this relationship, um, you know, because I'm a woman and I should just be coddled and, you know, sometimes we take that too far and, um, that's not, we're, we're supposed to be, you know, we contribute, we complement each other. Guys provide a certain, certain set of skills and roles and women provide a certain skills and roles and, and those things complement each other. So we should be complementing each other. Um, yeah. And speaking of, uh, you know, maturity and stuff in relationships, you know, it's reminded me of it's Matthew 15, um, kind of starting in verse 10, um, Jesus kind of has this confrontation with the Pharisees and in this confrontation, um, in this confrontation, he begins to, to point out some, some things where the Pharisees are missing it. Um, and his, uh, his disciples come back and like, Jesus, like, do you realize you just offended them? You offended, I mean, these guys had a lot of power and authority and everything. And Jesus replied, every plant not planted by my heavenly father will be uprooted. So ignore them talking to the Pharisees. But he said this, because here's these guys who thought they knew what they were doing. They weren't nearly as spiritually mature as they believed they were. They were totally missing it. And he says, they are blind guides leading the blind. And if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. And, and this is what we see when immature couples get together. They, they may think they know what they're doing or know what they want um but but this this is the the trap that we fall into and, and we try to lead each other to something healthy where we're not healthy so how can we lead each other to something healthy and we're falling into this pit we're falling into the cycle and over and over and over and over again this is what happens this is what we see so um the, we've got to we've got to get this here you know you need the spiritual maturity but you need life maturity again stop being little boys and girls uh, it's it's time to grow up. Um, it's time to, again, do what you need to do. Buckle down. Um, find yourself, you know, in Jesus. Find your place in society too, um, and yeah. and and know know that. Um, and that means having a job. Where again, if 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 dating is for marriage, and you know, one of the intents is family, can you support that role? Can can you fulfill that? Um, because if you can't, then it's not for you yet. Like if you can't adequately provide, um, it's, it's it's maybe not for you. Um, you know, get get to where you um, um, can can fulfill the role that God's put you in as a man, um, and and women the the role that God's put you in as a woman, um, and have some idea of, of what you want for your future as you're moving forward and operate from a place of maturity. Yeah, you know that's a yeah one of the things you know can you hold down a job can you you know and they get you don't have to know exactly what you're going to do with your life and i mean uh i mean i've i've just gone through a career change a pretty significant one uh this year and but but my wife does never doubt my drive to do things you know it's not that i'm just i don't want to work or yeah. you know whatever say like, oh i just hate this so i just you know oh, people are mean to me so i'm not going to go to that job anymore it's none of that stuff it's just like you know i feel like god called me 
away from what I did to, to what I'm doing now. Um, you know, it's just like, I don't, I don't think this is the path that I'm, or it's, it served its purpose at the time and now we're on to something else but like my drive and motivation to accomplish and, and to achieve things hasn't changed it's just the the label which I give myself has changed on, on how I do that and so you know again if you're if you're just kind of looking for if you're like I don't know what to do with my life I don't know if I want to go back to school if I don't know if I want to go to a you know a Votech or if I just want to stay you know if, if you're working at lows and you're just trying to work your way up there if i mean like you don't know <clears throat> like you're not ready for that you know because and, that, and there's nothing wrong with that i don't want to i don't want to discourage again people who maybe you're at a place in life you're just not sure that happens especially like if you're a young person you're out of high school um that kind of thing uh it takes some time and that's there's nothing wrong with that all right but what you again what you don't want to do though is is compound that problem by adding a relationship on top of it when you're like i don't know where i'm gonna land but let's do this together you know unless i yeah i just i'm not gonna say it unless because that's not gonna make it better but um <clears throat> you need to have an idea right you need to at least have a drive a motivation um if you if you're again laying on the couch you know eating your second bag of cheetos watching your stories and you're just like eh, <laughs> you know I'll, I'll get a job when i can't pay my bills anymore like that's not a that's not a place to start a relationship out of so so um you know there, there just needs to be a level of maturity there and you know maturity is not associated with age you know <laughs> i don't know if i've noticed that as we've gotten older like jill and i were very mature we got married um i had just turned 21 right before we got married which is really young nowadays to get married um you know but our parents got married even younger than that but they were more mature then I think that generation was seemed to be a little bit more mature than the current generation. And so there's plenty of 30-year-olds that I, I have interacted with that are, very, you know, not mature enough to be in a relationship yet. And then there's, you know, young 20-year-olds that are mature enough to be. So maturity is, is, is you and, and how much you've, how much life experience you've had, how much, you know, drive motivation you've had to, to become mature and to, to learn and to develop yourself and prepare yourself for these kinds of things. Um, so, so don't get hung up on like, well, that's a, that's an age thing. It's not, it's definitely a, it's a, it's a mental thing. It's a spiritual thing. Um, as far as, um, how prepared you are for this. So, yeah. Um, and, uh, the kind of the next thing we want to move into is, is knowing what you want. Um, Man, this is so important. And again, I mean, I want to reference my own relationship. Um, you know, Janelle and I, we met um, in July. Like, it was the first time we, we spent any time together. Um, and I may be off on that. It may have been June. Anyways, she'll tell you. Yeah, she'll tell me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that was like, I'd seen her a little bit. We met for the first time. A month later, after kind of meeting, I was helping her son kind of do some things. And um, a month later, we began to date. Um, and, and once we started to date, it kicked off the most intense interview process I've ever been in in, in my <laughs> life. Um, and, and it was important, I mean, because here's the thing, when people look on the outside, this is what they see. Um, we met, and before the end of the year was out, we were married. Um, and people were like, well, that's crazy, that's way too fast. Listen, if you were privy to the first month of conversations, um, I mean, 
my wife had a list. I, unbeknownst to me, she was literally going through a list of things and checking boxes. What what does he believe? How does he define marriage? You know, not that. Well, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite yeah. sports team? It's like, um, you know, what what's your theological beliefs here? Do they line up with mine? I mean, it was that's what it was because you know what? My wife knew exactly what she wanted. She came from a broken relationship. She was a mature woman. She knew who she was. Right? She was spiritually mature. She was mature. You know, in, in a cultural sense, all of these things. She wasn't into wasting time. She knew that that dating was for marriage, and she's not even gonna spend three months dating somebody who didn't line up with what she wanted because what's the point in that like she wasn't looking for somebody just to spend a little time with she was looking for a lifelong partner and so that's what we did we had hours of conversation um about those things who who are you as a person um what do you how do you feel about parenting how would you discipline your children i mean it was all of those things and it was so important um because here's what we knew like Within a month, um, I knew and she knew she she fits all the boxes. Let's invest in a relationship. Wow. And guess what? It, it, it works. <laughs> that works. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> you know, Crazy, just, huh? and just be, yeah, just be up front with it. Oh, why, why waste time? Yeah. Um, why, why wait six months to try to get an idea of, of how they view their relationship with God? And when you just ask them <laughs> or how do they define marriage? What do they view? What's your purpose here? You know, I see couples that have been dating, quote unquote, um, for five years yeah. and there's no marriage. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, what? Well, they're engaged and they're, yeah. we're going to get married in two years yeah, from like, now. What the heck are you doing? Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Either break up or get married. Like, <laughs> That's right. If you don't know by now, it's bad. Like, yeah. you need to step out of that. Like, What do you mean? Uh, you mean talking about your favorite TV shows and seeing if you're sexually compatible isn't the way to figure out if you're ready to get married? No, it's, it's not. <laughs> I mean, that's an important part. Um, I always thought those were the two main things. Yeah, um, but <laughs> it's uh, turns out they're not. Well, and uh, yeah, well, and so so here's the key though with what Aaron's telling you because I was very much the same way. Um, we we weren't as fast because we were younger and in, in college. But I mean, very very soon after we started dating, we both would probably tell you that we knew we were fairly certain that she was she and I were the one for each other. Um, and and yeah, we we only dated. Except maybe a year and that was again we were going to two different colleges in two separate towns and so it was like okay if we got married how you know how do we make this work yeah kind of thing um but the the the, the reason janelle and, and aaron knew the answers to that is because they knew what they wanted right yeah. i mean janelle knew what she went so um you got to know what you want in a, in a mate right you got to know what what do you so what do you value right if you value family then you're going to need to be in a relationship with somebody who values family. Like if you have a close relationship with your immediate family and, and family is important to you and you want to be in a place where you're going to set down roots and you want to see, you know, your family, you know, raise a family and everybody's around each other and that kind of thing, like then you're not going to be with somebody who wants to travel the world. Okay, those two things are incompatible because behind those motivations is a value and that value is for you is family and for them it's, it's, it's freedom. Um, or you know, travel or experiences, right? There's there's a, a very generic kind of value term underneath the motivations and what we do. And so if you value uh, freedom, right? I, that is very, it's a high value for me is freedom. I don't like to be 
pinned down by somebody like I don't like to be told what to do I always want to be able to to be my own kind of person and so what's important to me is that I found somebody who was going to be a partner to me not again I'm not looking for a mother if I had um, I dated one I was in high school we went out like a double date once in this what the I can't remember I said something and this girl who I again this is our very first date she was like she's like don't say this. she told me what to say and I was like that we never went out again you know because it was like I don't tell me what to do that's <laughs> that's a joke around my house is like me saying you're not the boss of me um, because that's just a value I have is that again my freedom is important I just want to be free and so that was something that was important I had, I had to find somebody who was going to be a partner with me um, to, to do life together with me, not to, to lord over me or try to, you know, again, mother me or, or something like that. If That was going to be a, a recipe for disaster for a relationship with myself. Um, so you got to know what you want what you want out of life. You got to know what you value. You got to, you know, you, you need to be thinking about those things. Um, you know, your faith should matter to you as a Christian. You, you need to be equally yoked, right? You know, you see that all the time. Well, you know, a, husband-wife couple that one's a believer, one's not, and you're like, I'll change them. No, you won't. Yeah. You know, I want to pause on that for a little bit. I mean, and we see that where, here's where it's okay. The only place it's okay is if you were married and one of you came to Christ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't divorce right. your husband because he didn't, or don't divorce your wife because she didn't. That's not God's intent there. Um, but if you're if you're a Christian dating non-Christians, you're wrong. That's, that's a bad relationship. Just stop right there. That, 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 that should be question one. Do you believe and follow Jesus as, as I do? If the answer is no, then the relationship is a no. Like, that's yeah. that, that's not I mean, a flag, that's a wall. You, you don't pass that. Um, there's, no, there's no conversations beyond that. There's no intent beyond that. That You just need to walk away. Um, and, again, because it's exactly like Caleb said, don't be unequally yoked. That's God's word. That's not the gospel of, of Caleb and Aaron here. I mean, yeah. that's just well, we just you, read that and know that. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and the the thing behind that is it's not a it's not a prejudice against like you know it's not like a, a you know um, they're an unclean person or you know we wish ill on on people who don't believe like it's just because at with with Christianity comes you know a value system you yeah. know it's like well. As a Christian, I believe in, you know, marrying one person and not marrying multiple people. And, you know, or I believe in, you know, um, that my rights come from God, not from government. And so, you know, my politics are going to align with my faith and I'm not going to align my faith with my politics. Um, it comes with a, a set of, you know, rules of how I view myself and, my, um, and how my wife views herself in our relationship and how we raise our children. Sense and, of morality. Yeah, I mean, our, our, our morals are going to come from that. And so all those things that we were just talking about as far as like, this is the interview process for marriage, all the answers to that stem from our faith, right? I mean, and, and, which again, it, it's kind of, it kind of boggles my mind. It's like, if you're, if you're going to say you're Christian, that means you're saying, what, what you're saying is, I believe there's a God, I believe that God came to earth as a person, Jesus Christ, who died, was resurrected on the third day, and because of his sacrifice, my my sins are forgiven so I can be reconciled back to God. That's the, the, the crux of Christianity. And, um, but then, but then somehow we like, but I'm going to, I'm just now going to act like none of that matters, <laughs> and then just do what I want to do. Like, no, that, that has an implication, like, okay, 
if I'm saying I'm a Christian, I believe in a God, a God who's actively involved in this world and what goes on in it because he came to earth and interacted with human beings and still interacts with human beings through the Holy Spirit. So therefore, you know, my life is needs to be modeled after what what he tells me, what he, you know, and so, so yeah, like, you know, and again, we're not telling you to get divorced if you're married, you know, this describes you. Like, we don't hate people that don't think like us. It's just that that's a recipe for disaster or a, a tough marriage if you're going to be yoked to somebody who who doesn't value, you know, again, if assuming you're, you, you actually understand the ramifications of what it means to be a Christian, that out of that wellspring comes your morals, your values, and how you're going to, how you should view the world that should come through that. Um, if you're married to somebody who doesn't share that with you, like that, that does make it a, a tough thing. So, yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, the, the singular time I went to church camp as a kid, um, I remember um, being at this place. I think it was a place around here called Falls Creek. Um, and kind of beside the point there, but there was this example, and it was talking about even in, in the context of this, the people we hang out with, whether they're believers or not. And so just not even in a relationship context. And the people running the camp had somebody stand up in a chair um, and then somebody stand on the ground. And so the person in the chair was somebody who had chosen to, to follow Christ. And then the person on the ground was somebody who didn't. And so it was kind of like this tug of war scenario. And they were equal size, equal weight. Um, and it was, uh, see, you know, you try to lift them up because that's your Christian mindset, right? You're going you're gonna to drag them with you. They're going to pull them up to where you're at. And the other's like, you know, you try to pull them down. Ten times out of ten, the person pulled the other one down um, because that's just what happens and so that's kind of the picture we get with this is making sure that some, somebody aligns because you're you're not going to fix them um, I'm sorry I know you might want to that may be your heart's desire um, you maybe bought into the bullcrap of soulmate um, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever and this is the only fish for me um, you're wrong it's not going to work just stop it yeah <laughs> that should be the title of today's episode just <laughs> yeah. stop it just stop it just stop that's it that would be the title of our whole podcast <laughs> just stop it just stop it. <laughs> um but but know what you want um and don't settle don't settle i mean that's kind of what we're talking about here like if you know what you want then pursue it don't don't settle on it don't know what you want and then be like ah yeah but it's okay another one it's okay Again, that's what we're talking about, those flags up front, right? Those yeah. flags indicate, like, oh, this, this, they don't line up where I need them to line up. Red flag, not a carnival. Problem. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Not a party. Like, that needs a dress. We need to see what that is. Does this line up with your, your checklist moving forward? Um, get, get, get your house in order. Get yourself in order. Uh, know what you want moving forward. I mean, all of these things are, are incredibly important. And uh, to touch on a couple flags that I totally missed. I don't know how I missed these on the front end. Um, but if you're still married, like maybe your husband or your wife was just awful, awful, and you're getting divorced, you've got a credible sob story and it may be totally legitimate. I don't want to discount that. And you're getting divorced and, and that's where you're at. And there's no, it's not finalized. Guess what? Dating's not for you. Yeah. Uh, you're wrong. <laughs> you need to stop. You're still married. I don't care what you feel in your heart. You're a married person. That's adultery. <laughs> It, it's not okay. And guess what? Dating's not just physical. Remember, dating does, is not sex. Those are separate things. And so we're not saying don't have sex. 
don't date. That means pursuit of heart and mind, right? That you're stepping into a relationship that's more than friend zone in any capacity, then you're dating. And if you're married, you're wrong. You need it again. That's idolatry or uh, adultery. Um, you, you just stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know, that reminds me of uh, I was saying before, and it's it's sad that again, it's one of those things. It's like if the warning label is on the product, it's because somebody's done it before. The saying is like, God will never bring you someone else's husband oh, or yeah. wife. You know, it's like, oh yeah, this is the one for me. But they're getting this divorced. Is, yeah. No. Yeah, no. So here's the deal. Here's So here, again, like I was just talking about, and it, it, this seems to be lost on Christians, a lot of Christians, and, I, and it, it boggles my mind. It's like, man, you know, like my kids know, like if I do, if they do something wrong and dad gets angry, right, and I'm, and I'm going to punish them, like, man, they, you know, they, if I, if I give them the look, because I've punished them in the past, I give them the look. They, they they straighten up. They understand that God has... Or, yeah, God. Yeah, see, uh, I'm Caleb, just, you're not God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jill's going to give me yeah. grief about that one. I'm going to give him grief right now, I'm thinking Jill. Ahead, I'm thinking ahead of the, the illustration yeah. I'm about to make. And Caleb's but, not God. <laughs> but uh, they know that Dad's angry and that he's going to punish them. If you know, And so they, they recognize that authority in the house because they know that it's not going to end well for them if they if they do something outside of what I want them to do. And likewise, as Christians, this is where I said my brain sometimes gets ahead of my mouth. <clears throat> you know, we again, we we profess to, we profess that we we're Christians. We believe in Jesus Christ and, and what that means in the Bible and the God of the Bible and all these things and then we totally act like he doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, God if God exists, if there is a God, and he created the universe, and he created us, and he wants us to do certain things. I mean, if there's a being that is that powerful, I really do want to do my best to keep him happy. Yeah. Not that he's going to just, you know, smite me, but it's like, whoa, I don't know. I did, Loving that, father's correct. It seems to me that that seems... So the reason I bring that up is that we, we miss that part of marriage. So marriage, you know, it's not a... It's not a you know a government institution, right? Marriage is a spiritual institution, right? We may get tax benefits from from marriage, but I I, I mean I, I think government should be out of the marriage business altogether. Like they shouldn't be. I mean, what what is what does the government have to do with marriage? I mean, like if you want to give us a tax break because there's an incentive to have you know stable family homes, okay. But like to call it like we we. We miss the spiritual side of marriage, and so you you stood in front of you know some sort of pastor, probably in some sort of house of worship, and you made a commitment before God to honor and love and cherish and you know blah 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 and all the words that you've said at your marriage, and then you're like, yeah, well we're getting divorced, so you know forget that. It's like that's a vow you made to God in front, you know. And like I said, as a, as a spiritual thing, and then we just as soon as it's inconvenient. Well, I don't, I don't mean to be blase about that, but you know, as soon as we decide this marriage is over, then it's like, yeah, forget that commitment. No. It's like okay, you, you you know, you're going through the process of, of terminating that commitment. Like, wait, you know, yeah. like Aaron's saying. I mean, it's adultery. It's you're you're just. I don't know. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, I said marriage is a spiritual thing, but, you know, it's as Christians, we're also called to follow man's law in this. And because the government is in it, um, just because your heart may not be in it and you feel like you've broken the covenant or or whatever, 
Um, if you're legally married, you're still married in God's eyes in that sense because we're supposed to uphold man's laws on that as well. So I've, I've ran into so many people that try to use that as an out. Um, you know, I, I recently ran into something where they couldn't get a marriage license. Can you still do the wedding? No. Well, we'll be married in God's sake. No. Like, <laughs> we need to upload the law here. Um, so that's not your out. I don't care what you feel in your heart. Like, again, if it's not finalized, and I'm sorry, maybe your relationship's been drug out for two or three years and you've been trying for, you know, all that time to get divorced and it's not settled. I'm, I'm sorry. It, dating's not for you. Dating's not for you. Um, sorry about it, That, but... It's just not and you, anything you do. You're asking God to co-sign on on your on your sin, on your wrong thinking, on your wrong decision, and it's it's not it's not the right way. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to build a relationship again. That's a house of cards. It needs to be on that firm foundation. And in order to be on that foundation, we have to pursue God's will every step of the way. And, and the more we line up on that the better chances we have for success, the better our relationship will be. Um, and, and that's just the truth of the matter. And, and on the other flip side, I mean, again, if you've just got out of a relationship, let's say, oh, that ink finally dried. Oh, man, you're, you're divorced. Um, don't date. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's not time to jump into it. You know what it's time to do? It's time to heal. Mm -hmm. You just went through a traumatic experience, whether it was marriage completely or a committed relationship in pursuit of marriage, you know, you're dating, um, whatever it was, if it ended, that's trauma. You need to heal from that, grow from that, learn from that, let God do a work in you. You need to take time to reorient yourself. Um, and I see so many people, it's like, you know, as kids, we'd spin our heads around on a baseball bat and then go run um in a straight or try to run in a straight line that that's what you look like jumping from man to man to woman to woman that's how stupid you look i just want you to know we all see it and it's unfortunate that nobody in your life i'm sorry that i haven't come up to you and said you're dumb you need to yeah. stop doing that we all see what a moron you look like um <laughs> yeah well so you know to talk about the thing um back to dating while you're in the process of getting divorced not only is it you know legally we're you know we're still in this commitment to another person from a marriage standpoint but you you're just listen to what, what we're saying here is that you're in the process of getting divorced that means you've just i mean you, you're technically still in a relationship legally still in a relationship with this other person but that means that you have just ended or, I mean, you're still probably going home. This, I mean, that's how absurd this whole stupid situation yeah. is. I mean, we see it all the time, but it's like, what are you doing? Um, you know, or you're sleeping on the couch or, you know, or you're still going over there to get your clothes and whatnot. And it's like, that, that's how fresh this, this breakup is. And what the Bible tells us is that is, is when we become married, right? It's like the man and husband will leave their, their homes and become one, right? We, we join spiritually. Yeah. And you've just torn that apart. Right, that doesn't sound like a good Time place. Time to get a new boo. Yeah, that's right. I gotta fill this hole I got yeah. right now. So it's uh, that's not a good place to be spiritually to start looking for somebody else. Yeah, you know, I can think of no less than six people right now that have fallen in this category, and maybe one of you are listening. And I want you to know that that I love you. I do, and I want what's best for you. And you may be incredibly angry with me right now and offended. How 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 dare he say those things? Um, that doesn't make you right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. you know, and that's, you know, again, we, we joked at the beginning about how, you know, sometimes, it, especially to Christians, that kills me. 
because Jesus never said anything harsh in the Bible. He never called anybody a brood of vipers or, oh, yeah, no. you know. It flip never, over <clears throat> tables and whip people either. No, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. There, there's never been any sort of, you know, boldness in the Bible, no. you know, like. Actually, a, um, I'm pretty sure Jesus had a man bun, wore skinny jeans. <laughs> That's right. He um, just wanted to love And he was very dainty. Um, That's right. Yeah, not a man at all, I'm sure. No, no. And so, so many Christians, you know, like, so we joked at the beginning about how, you know, we can be so offensive, what, you know, people consider us offensive because we're very, you know, blunt in what we say. But behind this bluntness is because of our experience of, of watching this happen and watching people continuously destroy their lives and to go through breakup after breakup and unhealthy relationship after unhealthy relationship. And just, they're just plowing a path of destruction because they're searching for, you know, basically they're searching for God, but they're just looking in uh, the wrong places. I'm not going to go into a song here, but um, and, and you know, both of us is is as unloving and as <laughs> uh, you know um, detached as we seem. Like we both want to see people succeed. We both want to see you have good, healthy marital relationships that you know produce you know, multitude of children and happiness and, and, and well-being. And we want to see you come out of your addiction and recovery um, and get into recovery and, and, and succeed in life and become the person that God wants you to be. Both of us want that more than anything because that's, that's what we do. That's why we do this. It's not because I, you know, it's not because we're getting paid a ton of money to do this. It's not because we don't have anything better to do with our time. Um, I, 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 perfectly happy locking myself in my garage and building things out of wood from now until <laughs> God calls me home and not interacting with humanity ever again. Like, I could do that and be okay. Um, but but I want to see people succeed. I do. I want you to become the person God has made you to be. Um, and, and so behind our, like I said, our sometimes blunt, you know, advice is that desire for you. And so if you do hear us talking about this stuff and you know, you're like, man, this hit a little close to home. You guys are jerks. <laughs> like, again, I'll say the same thing Aaron said, because we love you. You know, we really want the best for you. We do. And unfortunately, a lot of these cases, this is what needs to happen. You need to hear somebody give you something direct because everybody around you wants to say it, but nobody will say yeah. what, because everybody's afraid of offending you or offending somebody. People are probably talking behind your back right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh yeah, you, you know, oh, you yeah. just introduced him to your new, you know, yeah. boyfriend. Oh, I and can't believe so and so's yeah. got another one. Yeah, they're like, oh, let's see how long this will last. Yeah. I mean, they're doing that. You just don't. They don't want to do it to you because they don't want to hurt your feelings. I mean, we we, we don't want to hurt your feelings. We either. don't necessarily want to either. But you know, if if hurting your feelings now saves you from getting hurt in a relationship later or you hurting somebody else in a relationship, you know, you going and trashing somebody else's marriage or something because, you know, you're like, oh, God called me, you know, gave me this one. They're married, so no, he didn't, you know. Like, if that, I mean, if that saves you that hurt, us hurting your feelings now, then by all means, we, we can we can take that take that hit. For sure. Um, but again, we're doing it out, out of our you know, again, our love and concern for, for those that we want you to succeed. We do. We really do. Like I said, I, I know it, sometimes it sounds hurtful what we say, but, you know, we're more of the coach types. We need to, you know, sometimes coach tells you what you don't want to hear, yeah. and he says in a way you don't want to hear it, but you need to hear it. Um, so I don't remember what got us on that rant, but. I just forgot the flag at the end, so I put those, you know, yeah. I, I typed that out. So but, that was um, fun. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like, 
in 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 the the arena of relationships though like so now we've said this multiple times when it comes to recovery the your friendship relationships and your romantic relationships those are the two biggest things that are going to cause you to stumble in your recovery or keep you from coming out of your addiction your struggle because those people have so much influence over our lives and then in a, the romantic sense because we continue to go through and not operate out of a healthy place when we get into a romantic relationship we 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 trash that a relationship after relationship after relationship. We don't stop and look at what we're doing. And then you know, because we feel so awful, we fall back into whatever our struggle is. And instead of what we need to do is like, look at ourselves and say, okay, am I ready? Am I taking the time to heal? That's where we got yeah. this. Am I taking the time to heal after this relationship? Am I taking time to, to do a self-evaluation and say, am I ready to actually be in a relationship? Am I jumping into a relationship because I feel like somebody else, I have to have somebody to make me, me complete. I'm in a, you know, basically I'm codependent. I need somebody to take care of her. I need somebody to take care of me. I can't be alone because I just don't know what to do with myself if I'm alone. Like if that's you, you've got to get yourself right with God. You got to get yourself right with who you are as a person who you have value. You know, you, and we've talked about that a lot. Like if you don't value yourself, nobody else is going to value you for you. And so you've got to find your value and understand what that is. You got to not settle. Like Aaron was talking about before, you got to know what you want and you got to decide this is what this is what I'm worth. I'm worth somebody who's going to respect me. I'm worth somebody who's going to come alongside and partner with me in life. I'm worth somebody coming in and acknowledging the value I have as a person. I mean, um, that's going to treat me the way I deserve to be treated, you know, that's not going to be abusive to me. But if you don't know what you want, you're going to take whatever you can get. And so, um, you know, if you're always hanging out at the bar and, you know, it's last call and you're just like, well, there's two guys left. This is, that's who you're going home with. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't be surprised when it doesn't work out. You know, I mean, if that's what you're settling for because um, you're worth more, you know, and that's, that's what we want. That's where you need to get before you jump into a relationship. Yeah. Um, well, uh, thanks. Thanks for joining us today for part one, romantic relationships. What are we hitting on next week? We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about dating. Um, so this is kind of like the pregame, right? Um, yeah, and you got to get yourself right before you put yourself in the, on the field. And so next week, it's going to be more more in into it. You know, now you're you're in that phase of life. What are you going to be doing there? Um, it's going to be good. Um as we just continued this again, I believe there's something here for everybody. So if you're married and you're like, I don't want to hear about dating, check in next week. Again, there's two things. There's two things with this. You may draw something out of it that applies to the, the seasonal life you're in. Or two, it may teach you something or give you an opportunity to speak into somebody else's situation. So be sure to, to check us um, out next week as we just continue um, our series on romantic relationships. Um, and then check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of those favorite places um, where you listen to podcasts, like, share our content. Um, I want to give a reminder that we do have our recovery roundtable coming up um, January 20th, maybe? Yes. Yeah, sweet. I got it right. Um, <laughs> You'll go know it by the time we have it. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah hopefully. Um, you can uh, you can go to our, our webpage actually and register for that event. There's a cost of $30. Um, but uh, it's, it's going to be good. Um, it's going to be just a good event, good time. We're going to serve you lunch at it. We're going to spend the day talking about um, just what recovery looks like just in our community, in our church, kind of the intent behind what we're doing. Um, Caleb's going to give some insight on on running a ministry from that standpoint. So um, this is for anybody who has any interest in in recovery ministry. And so... Um, right. Not a conference. Like you made yeah. that point. Uh, not a conference. Earlier, not a conference. You're not coming to get... 
fed. All hyped up and yeah. that kind of thing. This is... Yeah. It's gonna, but it's still gonna be good. So um, be sure to check it out. But when we love you guys, uh, hope you had a great week. Thanks for hanging in us uh, today. As uh, we got probably more offensive than we have in a while. I don't know. <laughs> well, I tell you, uh, we'll just wait till next week. Yeah. I think once we start talking about dating and, oh, and yeah. sex, boy. Yeah, all the things that I want to say to people, I get to say right now, That's and right. it's so great. Um, <laughs> and just remember, if you're mad, you came to us, um, <laughs> and we hope you come back next week. That's right. We we take all rage listeners. If you want to just rage listen to us that's fine yeah, yeah that's fine. that is good again like i said you know i hopefully you understand that behind our offensiveness is a is an attitude of love yeah that makes you feel better <laughs> <laughs> but we do we love you guys we'll see we you do. right back here next week <laughs>